Welcome back, everybody, to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast for Lakers SB Nation. I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Rekla. And we're back. This is going to be it for you guys. Every Wednesday, it's going to be the two Alexes. I don't know. I don't think that's the name of the show. The name is Silver Screen and Roll Podcast. But it's two Alexes every Wednesday right here. What's going on, man? How are you today? I'm good, man. I, I think we were joking in the Slack for like a potential name. And uh, Alex Squared came up. Uh, yeah. Double Double came up. So I think we're... I think Silver Screen Roll Podcast is just probably the easiest at this point. It's though. the easiest, but I love I love a good pun. So uh-huh. if we can find one. If you have suggestions for us, go ahead, tweet it, tweet it at us. I don't care. I, I want to hear suggestions for a, a good name for two Alexes. Why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if there's any other. I think we'll be the first ever Lakers uh, podcast hosted by two Alexes. So that'd be go. cool. Going down in the history books. <laughs> well, uh, we are recording here on a Tuesday night, and... We just finished watching the Woj and Lowe free agency special, and boy, did they have some nuggets for us, dude. Uh, it's been a, a week of nothing but speculation for uh, most of the NBA free agency, uh, but I wanted to get started where we left off the last time I did a podcast with you, which was, I believe, two weeks ago. Um, we were talking about, at that time, what did we think was going to happen with Anthony Davis before the NBA draft? Uh, to my surprise, they pulled off the trade. Obviously, it's not official yet, uh, but they pulled off the trade. You were much more uh, optimistic about it. You said that Anthony Davis would be a Laker by draft night. Obviously, if it could be official, it would be official. So you would have been totally right. Um, Anthony Davis, man, like your thoughts on finally landing the unibrow on the Lakers. Yeah, like uh, my first like reaction was just relief. Like I after talking to you last time, I, I was also... I had to think about it. Like maybe I was being too optimistic about it, and something could, you know, a wrench could be thrown in there, and another mystery team could jump in there. But thankfully, it's just like past us now, and he's on the team, and they can focus on the offseason, knowing that at the worst, you know, worst case scenario, they have LeBron and Anthony Davis as like a as a potential pairing there, and they could just build around that. So I'm really excited to watch him play. Like I think a lot of fans forget how good he is or don't know how good he is because he plays in New Orleans, and you know they're not on national TV as much as the Lakers. So uh, I, I'm just excited to watch him play, and I think the pairing between him and LeBron is going to be just a ton of fun. Yeah, it's super exciting to think about pairing a, for sure, Hall of Famer in LeBron James and someone that is trending to that direction in Anthony Davis. Um, when I first heard about it, I was on my way to go play golf, like a twilight round. And my entire round of golf, I was thinking about Anthony Davis is a freaking Laker. Like that <laughs> actually happened. And for a while there, I got a little freaked out because all this cap space drama. I was like, oh my God, this is how Rob Palenka is going to ruin this trade. That's what I was thinking. Like, he didn't know the rules of the cap space because they're so complex, at least to me, that they seem very complex. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be a freaking Laker because Rob didn't know the rules. But obviously, so much has transpired in the last two weeks with, you know, then the Pelicans traded the fourth pick and we had to go through that awkward moment of seeing a player on stage wearing a Laker hat who will never sniff LA. <laughs> um, but honestly, like you said, the idea of LeBron and Anthony Davis together is really exciting and I'm really not even upset at what they gave away. I know a lot of Laker fans are. They think it's too much. I do think it's a lot. Um but the reaction from Ingram, the reaction from Josh Hart, I just it it really feels like it was the right thing to do. Those guys seem like they needed a fresh start and now the Lakers are getting a fresh start and I think it was a win-win for both for both organizations. Who's going to come out better on top? That's remains to be seen, but I genuinely am very happy about the Anthony Davis deal, and I have no regrets about what they let go. At least right now, I don't. No, and I think you're right. Like I think for all parties involved, this was a win-win for the you know for the Lakers guys that went out. You know, a lot of them could benefit from playing in New Orleans compared to to LA and that spotlight and next to LeBron, where we don't we don't even know how they would perform in the playoffs and them kind of getting a fresh start in a new system where with the Lakers, you know, their skills weren't optimized as best as, you know, they could have been like, we look at a guy like D'Angelo in, in Brooklyn and he leaves the Lakers system with, uh, you know, Byron Scott and in that crammed like offense. And he goes to Brooklyn where it's more 
you know, free-flowing and spaced out, and he, he becomes an all-star. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if those young guys go over there and, and you know, their national, you know, national media perception on them changes, like, overnight. Like, it's already starting to change a bit, you know, now that they're Pelicans and not Lakers. So, and, you know, going back to the AD thing, it's just so cool to have, knowing that you got a guy who's 26 and he's going to be the cornerstone of the, of the franchise even when LeBron is gone. And I, I think they're set up to, to do really good things this summer. I just don't, I have no idea what they're going to do. Right. And that's going to be the biggest topic for us here this week is like, what's next? There's so many options for the Lakers. There's There seems to be an endless amount of options for the Lakers on what they really could do. Um, it could be anything from adding Kawhi to just breaking up the cap and adding a bunch of role players to go with the two guys. So we'll definitely uh, get to that here this week. But um, just one final uh, thing on, on the trade. Did you kind of get a sense, um, and we don't need to harp on it too much, but it really did come off to me like Josh Hart almost – seemed like like he was in jail and like when he got <laughs> traded he was like a free man like Andy Dufresne coming out of that freaking storm drain and Shawshank Redemption like that's like the vision I had of Josh Hart he wore a Pelican shirt the next day to uh-huh. like a video game tournament yeah um he changed his Twitter profile his Instagram profile as fast as he could and then B.I. was posting some stuff on Instagram Lonzo obviously he's he's a different type of person but mm-hmm. um I don't know, man. It just I, I I I felt good knowing that those guys wanted out so bad because it almost reaffirmed everything that I thought of last year. It was like these guys were just not there mentally anymore, and they needed a fresh start. And it's it's good, and I'm happy. And I, honestly, Kyle Kuzma has his negatives. We all know it, but I was very happy that they got to keep one of the three main guys. And I'm not including Josh Hart as one of the three, but. Uh, they did end up keeping somebody in Kyle Kuzma, and I love that. So he was the one that, to me, kind of handled it the best. He was most more public than anybody. Mm-hmm. He actually addressed it. He actually tweeted about it, and he still played well. Obviously, Brandon Ingram had his injury, but he played well too. Um, I love that who they kept and who they got rid of. It almost kind of, to me, reaffirmed that Kuzma was cool with everything that went down. He understood it, and the three guys that got shipped off needed to be shipped off. Yeah, I, I actually just wrote uh, like a piece on on Kuzma and, and why the you know the reasons the Lakers you know chose to keep him compared to the other guys and he just had a lot of things like on his side like his contract you know number one was the lowest besides Josh Hart and you know like you said Kuzma's probably viewed as like a different in a different tier than a guy like Josh Hart so his contract and and, and kind of the style of play that he he showed he can you know he could play in next to LeBron last season where the other guys kind of struggled early on adjusting to playing with LeBron and Kuzma right away was cutting off the ball he was he was moving he was uh I I had a stat that LeBron assisted on 120 Kuzma makes which was more than Josh uh than he had to Ingram Lonzo and Hart combined so the chemistry is there between him and LeBron and I think last season was like a tryout season for these guys. And Kuzma showed that even even though his shot wasn't there, that he worked well next to LeBron and can move off the ball and doesn't need the ball in his hands to 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 function. And I think the Lakers looked at all those things, you know, with in conjunction with his contract and the fact that he's marketable and he works out with Kobe, you know, helps that Kobe yeah. is a big Kobe fan and Kobe's a fan of his. All these things were in his favor then the other guys didn't really have and i think when your name is in trade talk so much and like the minute you do get traded like josh hart you you know it's a relief you can go to a place that you know you're probably going to be a part of for at least a few years and and get a fresh start and it was like you said it was funny that josh so quickly like you know he changed his twitter mm-hmm. uh, image and everything so i think and he's starting a new podcast so i'm sure we're going to get quotes from that soon um that he was kind of, you know, he's looking forward to this. And I'm sure Ingram and Lonzo feel the same way now that their name is going to be in constant trade talk. So that's why I was kind of relieved for everyone involved with this Anthony Davis trade finally going down, that these guys don't have that, you know, that pressure or that shadow over them that they could be traded any second. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know you're really big on Kuzma. Are, are you, are, how do you think that fit is going to be with next to him and Anthony Davis? I think that uh, there's a big question mark. I have a buddy of mine who insists that there's a different, that players are different when they're on a bad team and players, the same player could be totally different when they're on a good team. Mm. 
And I don't know. I don't have stats to back this up. I have no way of backing this up. He might have a buddy who just insists that Kuzma, he's going to just drop. When you play with two better caliber players on a better team, Kuzma will be a worse player. I don't understand that like mentality too much. I feel like now the eyes, the defense is on Davis, is on LeBron. They're going to stretch the court a lot more because Davis can shoot from the outside. I think if Kuzma can um, improve his three-point, which obviously everybody wants him to, I think Kuzma's going to be a solid – I don't even know what is next on who they're going to add to the team. I think Kuzma could be a solid three with this team, like a third scorer, like the third guy to go to on this team. I truly believe that. I am high on him. I think higher than most. But, yeah, if he can work on his threes, improve the defense, um, I think, you know – I think Kuzma's going to be a great addition, whether he's a third guy to go to or if they add another big-name free agent, um, you know, being the fourth scorer where there's really no pressure yeah. on him whatsoever. It's like, whatever you give us, we love it. Um, it's a win-win for him, in my opinion. Now all eyes are off him. You know, like, all the, that's one thing that I think no one's talking about is that the Lakers were a 36-win team last year, a 35-win before that, and they have more eyes on them than any other franchise, even the ones that were winning. Like, look how much... The cap space is getting broken down. Everybody has similar – every single team in the NBA has similar cap, um, you know, handcuffs or or ways to manipulate it, but it's not getting covered like the Lakers gets covered. Nothing gets covered like the Lakers get covered. So now all eyes were on him the last two years, on Ingram, on Lonzo, on Kuzma, especially because he was, stayed healthy a lot of the times. Um, and now all eyes are on Anthony Davis. All eyes are on LeBron. All eyes are on Genie and Rob. All eyes are going to be elsewhere. So it's like lay low, continue to better your game, and I think he's going to do. I think he's going to do very well. I really, really do. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that, and I think it's really simple for like to see how, where he could succeed. Like as as long as he, like you said, he makes an open three because he's going to get a ton of opportunities playing off of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like he's going to get his. He got his looks last year, and he just, you know, unfortunately didn't make them. But I think he took like the eleventh most wide open threes of of any player all last season, and unfortunately he only made them like under thirty two percent. But if that yeah. number improves, you know, and he continues to to show that he can work off ball and and cut and you know be the recipient of these you know easy passes and and layups, then sure, like there's there's easy like routes where he can be successful on this team. It's just a matter of you know he improves on him like in his game and like you said he gets better on defensive end because they're going to need someone to play defense on this team like we don't at this point we don't know who they're going to surround these guys with but if they don't get like these elite defensive players they're going to need um defensive efforts from everyone on the team and kuzma is one guy who you know would get picked on early in the season on the defensive end teams would target him in the pick and roll and and isolate against him so if he can hold his own make some open threes and you know continue to show that he could be a low usage uh player next to lebron and ad i mean this uh, there's easy ways to see where he can get to a next level and i think like you mentioned earlier with your friend what he said i i think kuzma is a guy who can actually benefit from having less eyes on him and not having the ball in his hands at all times because it reduces those chances of, of opportunities of making bad decisions with the ball where if you just keep it simple where he just has to catch and shoot or finish i mean it's a really simple formula to see where Kuzma can benefit mm-hmm. on this team. Yeah, for sure. And it's really interesting when you think about the whole thing with Kuzma is like he agreed to be the Lakers representative at the draft lottery. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they already told him like, Hey, no matter what happens with Anthony <laughs> Davis, like you're going to be here. So it's cool. If you go there, you're not going to, you're not getting a pick that we're going to use to trade you for, you know, like it's, it's, it's interesting that I wish we could have be privy to those conversations because why else would Kuzma agree to be the Lakers representative for something where like they could use this to trade you out of there. And they ended up getting the fourth pick and he ended up staying. So now he's reaping the benefits of that fourth pick. Yeah. And remember, super interesting. Yeah. He just had dinner with Jeannie bus a few weeks before that Mm -hmm. trade happened as well. And then I think a few days before the trade, he announced like he was going to be at Kobe's, uh, uh, camp like his basketball camp so I'm pretty sure he had some knowledge that he was safe because I don't think he'd be you know posting things or sh- like you said showing up in Chicago in like a Laker suit with like a, mm-hmm. a golden like a pin on his on his uh, suit uh, as like a nod to LeBron and I think I wouldn't be surprised if they told him like hey you're safe don't worry 
you could be our, our representative. And I think him going was like maybe a hint that he was the safest among all the young guys because they could have asked any of those guys to go, but Kuzma's yeah. the one who went. So, and it just so happens he's the one who stayed. So yeah, there's little clues here and there uh, that Kuzma yeah they was, drop him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Kuzma's gonna be safe, and yeah, sure enough, he's here still. So, so. Now let's get to the meat and potatoes of this week's podcast because there's so much speculation that's going to happen. By the time that you hear this, things could have changed, honestly. So much can change any minute. Uh, but we both uh, we saw the Woj and Low Free Agency special on ESPN. Um, one of the main things that I took away, there was some info on Kawhi, but I wanted to get to D'Angelo Russell first <laughs> because this one was very interesting to me because I think there's a pattern happening here with the Lakers, at least with the rumors, that I want to get to. Um, so Adrian Wojnarowski reports that the Lakers are rooting for Kyrie Irving to go to Brooklyn because then that means Brooklyn would renounce D'Angelo Russell and make him an unrestricted free agent. Adrian Wojnarowski went as far as to call that D'Angelo Russell, the Lakers quote top target <laughs> D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> uh, as someone that I never thought we would see or even sniff rumors about coming back to the Lakers. But uh, I guess according to Adrian Wojnarowski, which, I mean, pe- people take him as Bible, uh, that's their top target, D'Angelo Russell, to pair with Anthony Davis and to pair with LeBron James. And another little nugget on there, Anthony Davis started following D'Angelo Russell on Instagram <laughs> this week. Yeah, I and then uh, D'Angelo liked uh, Kuzma's eyeball emoji tweet. So mm-hmm. there's little clues the- here and there. I, I it's, This is seriously like Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone stuff. Like, I... I can't believe this is like a legit thing, and uh, but today, like these reports make it sound like it's there's something there, and uh, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised. Like the Lakers need a point guard, like they need a lot of players, but yeah. they need a point guard, and D'Angelo's, you know, one of the better options in the free agent market once Kyrie's off the board. So it's it's crazy that we get to this point where this is actual possibility, but it's where we are now, and. I'd be, you know, I'd still be surprised if it happens, but I, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't be excited to see D'Angelo back on the Lakers and just having another young guy to root for, you know, I, I think it'd be fun. I think his fit on the team makes sense. Like he's a great pick and roll, uh, you know, playmaker and he could shoot off the dribble and he makes threes. He great playmaker. I mean, there's, you know, worries about his defensive, you know, capabilities and, and if that's his contract, if he's worth the max contract or not, but you know what, they can do worse with that money and, for you know sentimental reasons i would love to see d'angelo back on the lakers there's a couple other little things if you go on silverscreenandroll.com right now uh lakers reportedly looking at brooke lopez someone that was on the lakers previously and then i'm just connecting dots here uh jordan clarkson switches <laughs> eight uh, switch agents and now he's being represented by rich paul at clutch sports so that's three former lakers that were shipped off during the magic johnson era and magic johnson is no longer there so it's almost kind of like in my this is the way I view it maybe you see it somewhat differently the Lakers almost seem to be erasing every magic move that they didn't agree with because there have been reports that that Luke Walton wanted to keep Brooke Lopez yeah. and there were reports that you know I I know that people kind of connect D'Angelo's trade to getting Kuzma but <laughs> there's ways around it that so like they just shipped off D'Angelo for caps for cap space or something and then Jordan Clarkson was part of the Cavs uh, trade yeah. that ended up getting LeBron. So, I mean, some of those moves worked, but it's interesting to me. It's like, okay, so the three there's three players, or at least two, D'Angelo and Brooke, that Laker fans really wanted to keep. And now they're trying to bring back, even though Rob was part of both those. I don't know. It's very interesting to me. I think like they're... I, there's something there that I'm probably reading into too much, mm-hmm. but to me, I was like, well, there's obviously moves that the organization didn't agree with magic with, and they want to erase those moves and bring these guys back. D'Angelo Russell being the main one. Uh, I don't know how I, how do, I, I really truly don't know how I truly, how I feel about getting D'Angelo back. I, okay. I, I turned my brain into hating his success <laughs> <laughs> because, because he didn't have it. With LA, I know he was young. Super, he still is super. Was he twenty three? Uh, yeah. Um, so I would be a, a. I would have to switch my brain back to rooting for D'Angelo. But I, I mean, he obviously improved. He obviously, you know, seemed to mature. And and he was an all star last year. You can't take that away from him. He played very well with Brooklyn. So if they do sign D'Angelo Russell, he wouldn't be my top target, as as Adrian Wojnarowski called him. 
somebody named Kawhi Leonard would be my top target, but um, D'Angelo Russell would fit right in. I think he would fit right in great with AD and LeBron. So, so say you know, say Kawhi signs somewhere with Toronto or the Clippers, and you know, other guy Kyrie goes to Brooklyn, and you know, everyone we expect to go elsewhere goes elsewhere, and it comes down to D'Angelo or breaking that cap up into multiple players like a Danny Green or Patrick Beverly or any combination of those guys. Would you prefer them to use that money on D'Angelo and then maybe, you know, have a little space left to, to get a, right. you know, like a lower tier free agent? Or would you break that cap up into Now, this is kind guys? of where I might contradict myself a little bit because um, I I kind of see that this, this, I just said that this organization is, is kind of reversing everything Magic did. So I kind of sound like I'm blaming everything on Magic. But I'm not sure if I really honestly trust Rob Palinka to build yeah. a legitimate roster around these two guys. I would almost rather take my chances having three superstars or stars and then going, you know, kind of from there. Because clearly, I mean, obviously, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson are a different level of superstar at the moment than D'Angelo Russell. But those three guys, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and D'Angelo Russell, I could live with that. And I would be happy with that, I think. And then kind of just go from there. And then you still have Kyle Kuzma. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of go from there. And I don't know what that would look like. But I would, at this moment, I would prefer the Lakers get a third star. um, Because I think those four guys, if you make Kuzma your fourth guy, that's really good four. I mean, that's a really good four. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point about Rob. Like, we don't know really if it was Rob or Magic or who, you know, who is responsible for most of those. I mean, I, I think it was Magic, but who had like the heaviest say in which guys they pursued in free agency last summer. But I, I don't know if we can trust this front office to fill out a roster with like 23 million and just say, here, use this on any combination of players you want, because they haven't really proven when they've had that chance to do it, that they can do it successfully. Like, yeah, they've probably learned from their mistakes. And like you mentioned about the magic thing, maybe they're trying to, to, you know, distance themselves from, you know, their past failures here. But I, I think I'm in the same boat with you. Whereas I, I would prefer to get that a third guy. Like if it's, you know, obviously if it's Kawhi, that's great. But if it's someone like D'Angelo, that kind of reduces the chance of making a mistake or, or spending yeah. money on, on other players that probably, you know, aren't a great fit on this team where a guy like D'Angelo we at least know he's gonna be a great pick and roll player he can shoot the ball which is something they really need on this team um and his age I think is a is a huge thing in his favor like post LeBron you're gonna have a Kyle Kuzma D'Angelo Russell Anthony Davis trio to build around like that's that this is a great signing to to build something that's sustainable in the future and I think that's the biggest thing in D'Angelo's favor is that we have we don't have a we have a team that can you know compete right now because D'Angelo was an All Star you know this past season so he's got some credibility now, but once LeBron you know decides to you know either opt out or you know retire, you have a nice little core here of of guys hitting right at their prime of their careers to build around. So I think it'd be wise to kind of invest on this third player t- towards someone that's on the younger side of things compared to someone who's a little older. So uh, I honestly have no idea if. He, this is like a legit thing and there's interest on both sides like we really don't know on d'angelo's side like we heard today that reportedly he's he'd be open to it but we have to also remember who his agent is and how his agent you know aaron mince and the lakers don't really get along like how they've handled the julius randall situation and the paul george thing so i don't know yeah. like it, it'd be a crazy you know turn of events to see d'angelo back on this team and and lead them to the playoffs with ad and lebron but it's the Lakers, like weird things have happened. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's you. <laughs> it's really interesting. I never thought. I never even think about that when, if when LeBron is gone and you have two guys, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Davis and DeAndre Russell, like that's a great cornerstone to any franchise, um, because they're going to be and Kuzma. And they're going to be. They're all going to be young. Mm-hmm. And I know I have my thoughts about D'Angelo, but he's his career is trending the way it's supposed to. You know, he was a number two overall pick. He's gotten better every year. All-star last year. He's still only 23. Like, who knows what his ceiling is if he continues in this trajectory. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that sounds – I think that would be a solid option for the Lakers if they can swing it, um, if D'Angelo agrees to do it, which, I mean, 
I know at Lakers SBN loves to have fun on their on Twitter. It's funny to see like these videos of D'Angelo Russell saying when he was a rookie, like who's your like your who's like oh, the players yeah. you would love to play with, and he's like Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So, I mean, you know, you know, crazier things have happened. That would be a interesting one to see D'Angelo Russell back at Staples Center. Yeah, I, I, like it'd be fun. Like, and we also have to remember, like, who if not the Lakers, then who would realistically sign D'Angelo? Because a lot of the teams we thought would might be interested are, are slowly starting to fill that spot. Like Utah would have been an option, but they got Mike Conley. Chicago might have been an option, but they drafted a point guard in the lottery. Um, Phoenix doesn't at the moment have cap space to, to reach D'Angelo's max. Uh, Indiana is reportedly interested in Ricky Rubio. So, And we know Brooklyn would get Kyrie. So really, it, it leaves his market kind of dry at the moment, you know, making it a possibility that the Lakers actually would be one of his only few options left. So it's just crazy how like there's little puzzle pieces here that really kind of set all this up, you know, within these past few years to get him back here. But it's crazy. I, <laughs> it's seriously like a movie. Like I can't yeah. believe this is like a real thing that might happen. It's, it's so Hollywood. It's almost too Hollywood for the Lakers. Yeah. But uh, you said, and I've said too, that it seems like the Lakers are trying to distance themselves from what Magic Johnson did while he was in the front office. Well, Magic Johnson is definitely not trying to distance himself from the Lakers because he just continues to talk about the Lakers <laughs> anytime anybody puts a microphone or interviews him. Uh, and he is was very complimentary about D'Angelo Russell now. And he said it would be a great thing if the Lakers were to bring back um, – D'Angelo Russell in free agency this offseason. Uh, he said he's better now. He said he's more mature. And he said that was his biggest issue with D'Angelo Russell's when he was there was that his maturity. That he didn't think it was at the level it needed to be. But now Magic Johnson says um, he's on another level now and the Lakers should bring him back. So um, I have two questions. One is, do you think D'Angelo Russell is more mature now, which is a dumb question. But two, what do you think about Magic Johnson just continuing to talk <laughs> about the Lakers anytime he can? Yeah, I mean, on the D'Angelo thing, yeah, I, 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 you know, from every report we've heard from, like, beat writers and, and people in Brooklyn and those who covered him with the Lakers, everyone says, like, yeah, he's a different person now. He's, you know, obviously more mature. He's older. You know, he was so young when he was drafted by the Lakers. And he was put in a really rough environment. Like, it was Kobe's farewell season. He clashed with, you know, Byron Scott, like the Nick Young thing. It was just a ton of different things that made it hard for him to kind of succeed here. And I think him going to Brooklyn was just a huge step in, in his development. And, you know, for I don't for Magic, I mean, like, it seems like whenever he gets in front of, like, a microphone or on live TV, he just can't help himself or he just yeah. can't. Like, and obviously, these, these reporters are going to ask him about the Lakers because, you know, they want that quote from him. And, you know, it was just funny that they asked him about D'Angelo and to hear what he said, you know, because of why he traded him and he was the person who traded him. And I, I we do know that him and Jeannie still talk. And I guess I, I think yesterday he also said that he like leaves messages with Jeannie about free agents they should go after still. So um, uh, if she asks him about D'Angelo, it sounds like he would at least be supportive of it. Um, but it just sounds like at this point, Magic might be just trying to get ahead of the thing, and maybe he also knows that there is interest between both sides, and he kind of want he wants to look good and saying like, "Oh yeah, I, I gave my you know my blessing on this, and it all it, it was my plan all along to you know get him to develop, and now they can bring him back." So I I don't know like I, I don't know where you stand with the Magic thing. Like, do you find it entertaining at this point? Do you, is it annoying? Uh, I'm kind of getting to the annoying part because yeah. it's almost like a jilted ex, you know, that just won't shut up about you. Mm-hmm. They're like stalking you on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, that's kind of how I feel about magic, but magic has always been the outspoken entertainer. That's just what he is. So I've, I'm cool with that. Uh, with that, with knowing that that's what he is and he's never going to change, but it is a little annoying when you just quit the position. It's almost like brother, like take a step back, you know, go away this for a couple months Unless there's some weird, you know, backroom stuff where Magic Johnson really still has influence on Genie. Shadow executive. <laughs> right, which would not make any sense to me because it just contradicts every report out there. It contradicts what Genie said, saying that it, she was, it was a total surprise, that nobody was expecting it. So why she would take his advice now, I don't know. But 
uh yeah it's i find it a little annoying um i know it helps us do this podcast and silver screen or <laughs> silver screen and roll to to have content all the time because he provides the content but yeah i mean i don't think magic johnson's doing any good right now i don't think free agents are looking at magic johnson and being like oh you well you know magic said i should go to the lakers it's like do you really trust magic johnson right now he just slammed that entire front office so if there's a report saying magic you know is is helping recruit i question the recruit like what he's telling the recruits like in real in real life because he just slammed rob Mm -hmm. and he slammed the front office and the way that the lakers you know power it works he he had nothing good to say about it so I, i don't know why he would what else he would say but um yeah it's kind of annoying but it you know let's see what happens on saturday at 9 p.m or sunday when free agency hits and see if there's any you know we, we only had to wait a little bit to get LeBron last year. We'll see how long we have to wait this year. Um, but another thing that is being reported by Adrian Wojnarowski and, uh, and Zach Lowe on, the, on their free agency special had to do with Kawhi Leonard. And I think a lot of people would get a lot more excited if the Lakers were to somehow land Kawhi Leonard this offseason. I know I would. Yeah. I've expressed my love of Kawhi Leonard, fellow San Diego State alum that I am, <laughs> even though he didn't graduate, he went there. Um so there's two reports today, uh, one from Adrian Wojnarowski saying that Kawhi Leonard and his camp have reportedly, quote, kept their eye on the Lakers as free agency options. Um, it's also been reported that it was either Raptors or Clippers. Yeah. And now Woj is kind of loosening that stance a little bit, I guess, <laughs> saying like, well, you know, let's see what the Lakers can do. Um, I'm going to ask you another dumb question. Do you prefer Kawhi Leonard over D'Angelo Russell? Uh, yes, that's yes. an easy one. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. I think everybody listening to this podcast is like, yes, idiot. Of course we would. <laughs> it's Kawhi Leonard. We've seen what he's done. Um, I, I, and I mean, it's it's to get inside the mind of Kawhi Leonard is impossible. I have no idea if he wants the most money. I have no idea if he wants to be in the quietest place possible in Toronto and eat for free for the rest of his life. I have no idea if he wants to come to L.A. but hates the Lakers. You know, like I have no idea, and I don't think anybody does. Um, but it's interesting, and I look at it this way. If Kawhi Leonard chooses to leave Toronto to come to L.A., and it's between the Lakers and the Clippers, he would be choosing between two totally different franchises at the moment. Mm-hmm. One, on the Clippers, you have an amazing front office. You have Jerry West. You have Doc Rivers as your head coach. You have a very wealthy owner in Steve Ballmer. And you have a playoff team, but with no names whatsoever, and who could be losing Patrick Beverly. And who knows who else? On the other side, you have the Lakers, a historically successful franchise with a dysfunctional front office, as it's reported, but two superstars on court. So that's such a difficult decision. It's like, what are you choosing between there? Because they're two totally opposites right now. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I wish I could just give you a straight answer. Like, this Kawhi should go back to Toronto. Yeah. Um, that's probably his best. A, because it's the most money, and B, he's already won there, so he knows he can win. So if I'm telling Kawhi what to do, that's probably what I'm telling him to do is stay in Toronto. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, it it, it just it's so hard because we don't know what Kawhi wants. And I think that's the hardest. Like, we know, you know, a guy like D'Angelo or a guy like Kyrie, they might want to just get paid, and all that matters is how much money they might get. For others, it's like, I want to go, you know, chase a ring. But for Kawhi, you know, he's got he just wondering like he's gonna get paid wherever he goes. He doesn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. So like you broke down between the Clippers and the Lakers, it's gonna be a good like litmus test and see like what exactly what he's looking for in a franchise and what's important to him. Like, is it his brand? Like, does he want to make New Balance like the best shoe ever? Then he might want to go to LA. You know, I mean, I mean the Lakers. You know, he might want to get that marketability that way. Does he maybe want to join like a low-key, just competitive roster and knows that there's stability in the front office and the coaching staff, then the Clippers make more sense. Mm -hmm. But we don't really know. Like last year, you know, before he got traded, every indication was he wanted to be a Laker. And that was his goal. And that no matter where he got traded, he would just sign with the Lakers this summer. And obviously things change. You know, he wins a championship with Toronto. But it's just interesting how the Clippers kind of jumped over the lakers in that time like we don't besides the dysfunction in the front office we don't really know what changed between you know then and now 
for him to completely rule the Lakers out. And I think that's why some reports have started to loosen their on on their you know on their stance about the Lakers. Like the other day, Woj was on TV and instead of saying the Clippers, he just said Los Angeles. Like he's not specifying mm-hmm. now, and or it's just becoming a little more loose. Right, and it's also like, does Kawhi want to be? Would he? You know, people always say like, does Kawhi even want to be third fiddle with the Lakers? I was like. What makes you think Kawhi is going to be third fiddle with the Lakers? Yeah. LeBron James will be 35 years old. Anthony <laughs> Davis is has, uh, let's be real, Anthony Davis has had some trouble with injuries. You never know. Um, Kawhi Leonard comes into the Lakers. He's probably the best player. Like, you know, like who's to say he's going to be the third fiddle? He's younger than LeBron. He, and I mean, I get LeBron still had an amazing season, even though, you know, not much MVP love, but. I don't think he's going to be the third fiddle in LA. Maybe he wants to be the third fiddle in LA as far as popularity goes. That's a different story. Sure. Or does, or does he want to be the guy with the Clippers? You know, he was the guy with Toronto and it obviously seemed to work. He had two compliments. He had Kyle Lowry and then he, uh, Pascal Siakam ended up being a standout player for him this year. Most improved player of the NBA. So does he want that vibe again? So yeah, man, it's difficult to speculate on what he wants because he never speaks. <laughs> yeah, no, so, it's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so like to to tell you guys that listening right now, be like, oh, he's definitely going to – I don't even think Woj is 100% confident in even saying that. That's probably why he's loosening his stance a little bit. And then you have this report by Mark Stein um, saying that the Lakers have believed for weeks, even before they got Anthony Davis, that they are a factor into the Kawhi Leonard chase. So you have two very credible reporters saying that, that a Kawhi camp's keeping an eye on them, and now you have Mark Stein saying that the Lakers have always insisted that they're gonna, that they're part of it. So, do we have a three-team race? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean that's what I mean. Based on the special today, it sounds like we're just saying it's a two-team race, but they keep throwing the Lakers in there as like a qualifier, like mm-hmm. like so. It sounds like the Lakers are still involved, and and like I mentioned earlier, like this, you know, based on that report last year, I mean his destination his dream destination was always going to be the lakers and of course you know things change like i mentioned but i still think he gives them you know maybe a sit-down meeting like i think it's i think it's going to be he's going to be one of the players where it's going to be really interesting to see if he signs right away or if he draws this out and takes meetings with different teams and but the thing is like how do you pitch him like because you don't know what he wants right Like, like what like what I mean, you got to pitch them on literally every single aspect of an organization. And then, you know, the financial aspects, the marketability, all, all that stuff. So, and we know the Lakers kind of have a, a checkered past in their pitch meetings with free agents. So it, it's just going to be really interesting to see how, how he handles this process because this is the first time he's going to be a free agent and kind of control his own destiny. He didn't choose Toronto, he got traded there. Mm-hmm. And now he gets to kind of pick and choose where he wants to go. Like, yeah, going back to Toronto probably is might be the safest, and you know he gets the most money that way. But maybe he wants to come to LA, either the Clippers and Lakers, and kind of sell himself to like the national audience that he is this type of player that you know he could be marketable. Even you know, even though we know he doesn't really like the spotlight on him, maybe he does. Like maybe he wants that spotlight now. Like it's just so hard to gauge what he's going to do. And I think Mark Stein even said like no one really knows what anyone's going to do this summer. Like there's so many free agents out there, and so many teams with cap space, and so many teams that want Kawhi Leonard, and he just—it's just anyone's guess at this point. Yeah, and then I think it was Chris Haynes. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to look for the tweet so I don't screw him up or mis- misquote him. But I believe it was—he was the one that broke the story that Kawhi opted out and is considering re-signing with Toronto. Which a year ago, he reported that Kawhi, Kawhi has no interest in playing in Toronto. Yeah. So um, he did say, and I believe he tweeted it that there is an option that Kawhi might re-sign with Toronto for a two-year deal with the second year being a player option and doing all this over again next year. Mm-hmm. And I believe the CBA is up and there's going to be a, like, there could be a giant spike in cap space, which means more money. Mm-hmm. So who knows, you know, that maybe that's an option for Kawhi. Maybe, you know, just didn't LeBron sign like a one-year deal in, in Cleveland and just wanted to only do one-year deals and kind of go from there? Yeah, the the one plus one deals. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was like a little trend there where stars were doing one plus ones instead of multi-year deals, so they can kind of control, you know, the situation yeah. and decide like, hey, it didn't work out here. Let me go to another team quick. And there's probably only like four or five players that can get away with that, and Kawhi's one of them. Mm-hmm. Like Kawhi, KD, LeBron, 
I don't really know who else. Maybe Steph. There's not many players that can get away with with kind of working the market this way, empowering themselves this way, uh, because they probably don't need the financial security. Um, they have it, and yep. um, their ability is is top notch, top five of, of in the NBA. So that's honestly that's probably a really smart move for Kawhi Leonard. Is oh, I know this Toronto team's going to win. They're mainly all coming back. I can sign a a huge two year deal right here with my second year being an option for me, and then and then we'll do it again next year and see yeah. how see how LeBron and AD played out. See if the Clippers <laughs> didn't fall apart. You know, like it's uh there's lots of options for Kawhi, and I guess we should wrap up on what we talked about before we hit the air. Is uh it's prediction time, man. Oh, so much, nice. so much can happen between now and next Wednesday. Free agency opens at midnight on Saturday which is 9 p.m. Pacific. Um, you know, we, we had the Paul George party in Re- Russell Westbrook last year. <laughs> Are we going to have a Kawhi and Kyrie and Pascal Siakam party in Toronto <laughs> at mid- on Saturday night? Or what do you think? Like, I'm not telling you in total of, of, of all of free agency. I'm just saying by, between okay. now and our next episode on Wednesday, a week from now, what do you think? Who do you think will be a Laker? Uh, let's just stick with the Lakers. Who do you think is going to be a Laker? By next Tuesday? By yeah. our next podcast. Okay. Yeah. I say by next Tuesday. I don't think they're going to sign anyone between Sunday and Tuesday. I think yeah. they're going to kind of wait and see how some of that shakes out. Like, I don't, I think Kawhi has a, a meeting planned with the Clippers on Tuesday. They said they reported that. So I think, and they also have to see if Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. But mm-hmm. I, I kind of have a feeling like Kyrie to Brooklyn is going to be one of the first deals that gets announced. And then soon after we'll hear that D'Angelo gets his you know his rights renounced and he becomes unrestricted free agent so I think the minute we kind of hear Kyrie goes to Brooklyn then like hell breaks loose and then yeah. the, the D'Angelo reports will start like heating up and I, I think the Lakers I think their goal is Kawhi yeah. and the minute he signs somewhere else they're gonna you know steer to a different direction so I say so don't they next, have a don't they have a lot to do to clear the cap space for that, Kawhi anyways then that too. They still have to trade uh, Wagner, um, Bonga, and mm-hmm. Jamario Jones to free up some space. But then they also need Davis to to wave his trade kicker. So they need a few things to happen here, even to have, even to get to that max money spot. That's that's why kind of Woj is saying like D'Angelo is a more realistic option at this point because they kind of already have that that money available to to go get D'Angelo pretty easily. So yeah, there's still some obstacles in the Lakers' way just to even get to that max space. But I don't, I don't think it's a big, it, like that's not gonna be too hard to trade those three guys. Like they're all right. young, inexpensive, and you could probably get rid of them for like a second round pick or something. So I don't, I don't think that's gonna be a huge issue. Um, I, I just think they're gonna be a little patient. I, I don't think there's gonna be like a Moscow like twelve oh one signing yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, that, see, that's that, that's like, I know it was a different front office. And I know it was a different general manager and, and basically owner back then, but that's kind of goes back to the whole like uh, D'Angelo third superstar thing. Like I still have that taste in my mouth of giving Luol Deng yeah. and Timothy Mozgov all that money. They're still paying for Luol Deng. Like that's yep. crazy. Um, so yeah, hope yeah, I, I that you brought it up, but yeah, I totally forgot it. That that's that has that <laughs> has happened. Sp- yeah, I don't want to spoil yeah. the mood. Or like- <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote it. I wrote it in my notes, and I'm glad I didn't see it earlier because I probably would. Cried about it. So, what about <laughs> you? What, what do you think they sign anyone by next Tuesday? Or I, you know what, I totally, one hundred percent agree with you. And I, I just don't. I think there's so much that needs to be done before they actually sign anybody. Mm-hmm. I think the Anthony Davis deal will get announced, and yeah. he'll officially be a Laker. But that's not a free agent. Um, yeah, I, I really think that, like, a lot of things need to happen for them to get Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Less things need to happen for them to get D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. So if anything, by next Tuesday night, I could see D'Angelo signing. Um, but I don't. Oh. I don't think. I don't think they will move that fast. I think they will let dominoes fall before they sign D'Angelo. Um, he doesn't seem like top priority pick. You know, first second day type guy to me. Sure. Like there needs to be a lot of dominoes, and I think the Lakers, as I know Woj called it, top target. But I still do think. That's they would settle for D'Angelo if they can't maneuver their way into max space and get Kawhi. Um, I think 
I, I honestly think Clay Thompson will be the first free agent sign. I think he's going to go back max deal with the Warriors and just mm-hmm. be out for six months. ACLs are not what they used to be anymore. You know, like I don't know if you follow football, but I remember Adrian Peterson tore his ACL yep. and then came mm-hmm. back at like six months later and like ran for like 2000 yards. It's like, yeah. It's a lot. It's not the 12 month Achilles procedure anymore. You know, like the ACL is, is I think the Warriors won't be scared off by that. Um, so I do think Kyrie's going to Brooklyn first. Then Clay or Clay and Kyrie will be like the first two dominoes to fall. But yeah, I don't see Kawhi next week at least. <laughs> um, I no, think... I, I think I think Kawhi doesn't care about timing. I, I think he's no. just gonna take his time and and he know he knows he's the guy like on the yeah. market, and I'm sure he's gonna try to soak it up and just enjoy okay. It. How about this? I live in San Diego. Okay. Kawhi trains in San Diego in the off season. I will not be a name dropper, but I know someone who has. Uh, oh. I I will not be a name dropper, but I know sources. someone. No, I know someone that can get me into the the Aztec, uh, the Aztec, the Jam Center, uh, if I ask. So, I might do some snooping. How about that? Do it, do it, and then you got to come on here and give yeah. an exclusive that sources yeah. reveal. Or although sources I say. will, although I will say that San Diego State Athletic Department is very good to Kawhi Leonard, and they do not advertise that he's there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would basically have to be lucky and call the guy. I'm like, hey, is Kawhi there today? Uh, yeah, he would tell me. I don't know if he. I don't. But yeah, that would be funny if I can run into Kawhi. Um, Steve Fisher is his the head coach here at or used to be the head coach at San Diego State and he is probably as close to Kawhi as most and even he didn't know like <laughs> what was going on like we've talked to him and I'm sure you know we'll talk to him I'll talk to him here uh short soon and even he doesn't know like he yeah. no one knows man so it'll be interesting so next week you think no, maybe D'Angelo for you. I I think next week we'll have a good idea of what the Lakers are gonna do. Like I yeah. don't know if they'll sign someone, but I think we'll see. By then, some names will be off the board, mm-hmm. and some teams will fill up their space, and it'll kind of narrow narrow things down for the Lakers. I At agree. this point, like like you mentioned, there are more obstacles in the way to get Kawhi. Even though I think those obstacles are are kind of overblown, I think they could easily do it. Like manage it if like so. If Kawhi says yeah. Like the Lakers are going to free up the space. Like they'll they'll do what they need to to get that max spot if Kawhi says yeah. Do you think uh, LeBron James got Warner Brothers to pay Anthony Davis four million dollars to be in Space Jam? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> like they fill out a check that says like yeah. Ford Trade Kicker or something. I mean, yeah. I, I would. I mean, I that's the thing too. Like this this Trade Kicker thing, like four million dollars is a lot of money. Like yeah. that can free up money for like a Seth Curry type player. You know, yeah. that's yeah. like a difference between no Seth Curry and a Seth Curry. So. Yeah, it's maybe maybe they do wait until the deal's done, which is officially going to be on the sixth, I believe. Yeah, and by then we kind of know how much money they realistically have. I'm just afraid that they wait too long and too many names go off the board, and then they're kind of stuck scrambling and have to overpay a guy like a Demarcus Cousins, like a one year, twelve million, fourteen million. You yeah. know, that that's my only concern about waiting it out. And why maybe pursuing D'Angelo kind of early or like maybe the back channels have told them like, hey, you guys are out on Kawhi or like, hey, yeah. Jimmy Butler is actually planning on going back to Philly. Maybe they've heard these things and I'm sure they have. Like a lot of these deals are done already. Mm-hmm. Like most players know where they're going. It's right. just a matter of, you know, taking a, like a meeting just to be nice or, you know, but I, I so maybe they that's why we're getting so much D'Angelo news now and why people are saying he's a top target and maybe they know they might miss out on the top guys and want to you know go a different direction maybe target D'Angelo is on their board the best left that's available so yeah. I don't know I, I think I think the minute Kyrie signs with Brooklyn I mean it'll be crazy if he doesn't sign with Brooklyn right like that's gonna happen yeah I think that he is Brooklyn bound for sure mm-hmm so, I mean, so that's yeah. just yeah i mean he the way he spurned boston it was like he didn't care at all mm-hmm. yeah he knew where he was going he didn't do it like to see what's out there you know no and then he signed with rock nation like right, right. away too right. so right. so yeah I, I it's just crazy that this is actually like like arrows are pointing a certain way now and it's like they're pointing at d'angelo and i like i know it's like <laughs> rumor season and like take all these things with a grain of salt 
but it's just crazy how how things are lining up like it just sounds like i love how like perplexed you are that like we're talking about d'angelo russell again i mean this is something that we would never imagine (laughs) no you're right like you're totally right i I don't think there's another example of this like a a player on his rookie contract gets traded somewhere else becomes an all-star and it comes back to the team he was drafted on like i can't i don't i don't know another example of that like they traded him for max cap space that they might use to re-sign him like that's insane like that's like uh, uh that's like twilight look twilight zone stuff like i can't make this stuff up i mean it's like really fun to think about and again like it'd be cool to have like an original member of the young core like to see this through and like one of our like our guys that we drafted mm-hmm. and to root for but i don't know like do, do you like if you had to give it like percentage wise like how optimistic or like do you think he's a laker like out of like a hundred percent chance or what do you think man like because it's so fresh like these reports are so fresh even though like the 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 twitter jokes have been popping up i still am not like totally sold on it you know Mm. um i right now i say like 25 percent chance d'angelo's back but two weeks ago i would say zero like zero no Yeah. yeah no no chance so um Things could, things change quickly in the NBA offseason. That's why this is the best league to follow off the court. So much happens off the court. It's incredible. Yeah, maybe by next Tuesday. Yeah, I don't like what's the team. Maybe the team looks like drastically diff, different next time we record. I don't know. Maybe by next Tuesday we have Kawhi, LeBron, AD. Who knows? Like, <laughs> yeah. it could be like D'Angelo Russell, LeBron, and AD, or it could be like Kawhi, LeBron, and AD. Like, it's. Yeah. There's or it so could much be variance. could be Darren Collison, Danny Green, <laughs> yeah, sure. Seth Curry. Yeah, it could be a lot of different things. That's and, so... and if that's like your worst case outcome, like that's pretty cool. Like to yeah. get three good role players with AD LeBron. So as long as there's no Mozgovs or Dings, I'll be happy. Yeah. So whatever, uh, Genie and Rob, since you're listening, we know you love the show. Um, no multi-year deals for like Demarcus Cousins. Okay, just one-year deals. <laughs> I could live with one-year deals. No four-year, sixty million to Rondo or something God, like that. Please don't. That's a whole other <laughs> thing. I'll let Anthony uh, yell about Rondo possibly coming back. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right, Alex. Um, every Tuesday night we will record. You will hear this every Wednesday. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla eighty six on Twitter. If you want to follow, um, Alex is at Alex Regla, right? Uh, yeah, Alex M. Regla. Yeah. Alex M. Regla. Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Uh, you could also catch his brilliant work on silverscreenandroll.com. Check out the website. Uh, subscribe to this if you haven't subscribed to this on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to a podcast. That's where we're at if you if you found us by chance. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Alex, thank you very much. Thanks, Alex.